All right, shot time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. Oh, we got a potpourri of sports betting topics today. Good morning, Chris Scheim. How are you? Good morning, Mutt. I'm wonderful today. How are you? I got to run something by you as it relates to your show at the end of this oh, podcast. So okay. please remind me if I do not get to that because it does tie into uh, some form of sports betting. Let's start in the NFL. Uh, let's get right to it. Not dilly dally. Got about 20 minutes before I got to get back to handicapping uh, one of nine uh, grade one Breeders' Cap races on Saturday. Uh, your Patriots are still a five and a half point favorite. The money's still coming in on the Colts. 49% of the bets, but 71% of the money. Uh, I see no change at all other than. Another nice, uh, rea- another nice uh, situation for the Patriots. Things are supposed to go their way, and they do. Colts fire their offensive coordinator yeah. midseason here, Chris Shine. There you go. Yeah, it seems weird to me. I don't know who's taking over play calling duties. I don't know if it'll be Reich. Or- well, Frank Reich. So, I, 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 good question. So, I'll answer that for you. Ooh, Frank okay. Reich does call the plays, but Marcus Brady was involved in the game planning and or in game adjustments, sort of like, and I'm forgetting his name, Eric Bieniemy. In Kansas gotcha. City, right? He's the coordinator, but Reed still calls the plays. So Frank Reich will still call the plays. Marcus Brady as like the game planner, game coordinator. He is out after a couple of years there in Indianapolis. Yeah, I, that seems odd to me. I don't know why you're firing him midseason. It's not like he was the one that made the move to Ellinger uh, or wanted to. That was all Jim Irsay. Great point. Great so point. I, I don't know what this guy – I mean, and to Matt Ryan's credit, they were losing games, but Matt Ryan was light. He was threw for a million yards. He threw it like 50 times a game. So, like, I don't – I, I, Jonathan Taylor has just been bad. Like I don't, I don't think that's game planning. He didn't really change much from last year, right? Nick Sirianni left two seasons ago now, so I don't know. It it seems it seems a weird firing. Feels like a scapegoatish type move uh, to me. And uh, Frank Reich might want to be a little nervous for his job uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, I have no further input on Patriots Colts. But it has basically stayed at five and a half now for the last couple of days. We'll talk about that game uh, heading into it. There was a major trade deadline uh, yesterday in the NFL, one of the busiest ever. In the history of the league, your Patriots did nothing. Teams around them got better. I thought the Buffalo Bills adding Naheem Hines is a, is a plus receiving back, so now he can replace James Cook and whoever else was going to play on third downs. Nice compliment there to Devin Singletary. The Dolphins got a great player in Bradley Chubb. Yep. They swap out Chase Evans, a running back who really didn't fit. For a guy in Jeff Wilson, who we know, like Mike literally McDaniel said loves, yesterday, like, the 49ers shouldn't trade him, and then they go and trade him. I was like, and, oh, he's the perfect backup. But I mean, I guess they have I Eli agree. Mitchell, but I don't trust Eli Mitchell to stay healthy. I would have traded Mitchell over Wilson. I think Wilson's a great fit in Miami now, yeah, as oh, like awesome the, the backup to to what Raheem, uh, Raheem Mostert is doing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So they got better. Um, I, I don't know about what moves yesterday that might have you know, change the Super Bowl odds. You know, the Bills are still the big favorite at plus 225. Uh, Eagles are 5-1. to one. Uh, The Vikings trading for TJ Hawkinson. They sit there 18-1. to one. Dolphins, 30-1. to one. Anyone yesterday, Shime, make a move where you thought, you know what, because of that move or because of what they could be now with that player, I might be interested in any sort of pizza money bet on a Super Bowl winner at this point in the season. It's tough just because the two people, the two teams at the top are such heavy favorites. I know. Um, being Buffalo and the Eagles. I do kind of like, though, the sprinkle on the Dolphins. If I'm being honest with you, at 30 to 1, that to me seems like the best value on the board. Um, I, the Rams and Packers, I think, are don't even bother at 40 to 1. Uh, and anybody actually after them, too, I hate. I just don't like them at all. I don't buy I don't believe in the Vikings. Cincinnati has shown me way too much to not buy in. Same with the Chargers. 
If you want to, if you want to put a pizza money on Tom Brady to just have a remarkable playoff run into the post in the postseason, at twenty five to one, I think that's worth it. Um, but so those are the two teams I think are pizza money worthy: is Tampa Bay and Miami. Yeah, I'll give you one. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think the Forty ers are impossible anymore. At oh 13 no, to by one. no means. In a, I, in a in a one game scenario, like you, mi- I missed the boat. I, I'm sure they were like like twenty or thirty to one a week and a half, two weeks ago, prior to the CMC deal. But I, I, those aren't terrible odds after those first three. Again, Bills two twenty five, Eagles five to one, Chiefs six to one. Next lowest odds is the 49ers at almost fourteen to one. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think the 49ers have a really good shot because to me, it's them and the Eagles in the in in the NFC. I don't buy the Vikings. I don't buy the Cowboys. I, I think. See, I bought the Vikings coming into the year, and maybe they can't beat the Bills, but that, that's the one I wanted to bring up in the NFC. Uh, I'm going to end up betting some money today on the Minnesota Vikings at seven to one to win the NFC. Oh, I, uh, I, uh, I don't like that. I, I think they're out, they're out to a good start. I love what their their coach has done. Obviously, they added well, they had to add yesterday because turns out Irv Smith's out for like ten to twelve weeks, so they had to add a tight end. And Hawkinson um, is equal, if not better, to Irv Smith. Uh, JJ, uh, JJ, uh, Justin Jefferson, excuse me, my kids just call him JJ, so I'm just I'm programmed to call him JJ. Um, he hasn't had a touchdown since week one. He's going to get it going. They have two good running backs. Good defensive front. Uh, in a one-game scenario, you know, matched up against some of these NFC teams we've talked about, Niners, uh, Eagles, Rams, uh, at 7-1, I'm going to sprinkle a little Vikings to win the NFC when so, I drive to the New Hampshire. Great city of New Hampshire to fill up my gas tank. The one thing I would, caution, I would just caution you on, the fact that Minnesota has not beaten a team by more than one score other than the Green Bay Packers. In week one, they beat the Green Bay Packers 23 to seven. Their other wins: 28 to 24, 28 to 25, 29 to 22, 24 to 16, 34 to 26. And they tried to give away that game to the Cardinals, but the Cardinals gave it right back. They really so did. I yep. so I, I would just caution you: they have not looked as good as their record would indicate. I think their their schedule so far has been actually relatively easy, um, and so I don't. You know, you have your conviction on the Vikings. I don't buy the Vikings uh, at all. I, I think seven to one's a fair price. Um, and again, the NFC after the Eagles, uh, even the, the 49ers, we like the Cowboys. We I, I've liked and, and thought they were a crazy price when the Super Bowl a while back. Um, they have now Dak back, so it's 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 more open. The AFC feels like it's the Bills or Chiefs or nobody else. Uh, the NFC, there are four or five teams that could do it at seven to one. Uh, I'm going to take a swing on the Vikings at a couple of bucks. I did hear the guys on You Better You Bet yesterday talk about trades that could impact the awards market. And the one they brought up I want to run by you was Offensive Rookie of the Year. So Kenneth Walker has been awesome, right? Kenneth Walker, if they had the award today, he would win. He's plus 175, major favorite. He's also a running back, and it's also only week nine. And running backs, we keep seeing – they get hurt. Running backs are like they're – destined to get hurt at some point. Mm -hmm. So him and Damian Pierce are the big favorites right now, uh, and it's still half a season ago. Chase Claypool is now out of that target tree in Pittsburgh. Is there any chance that George Pickens could go on a run here at 35-1 to and put up monster numbers with Kenny Pickett, a couple rookies going back and forth? Can he do enough to even leapfrog his teammate, or is he blocked by Pickett at 20-1 to if Pickens goes off now with Claypool out of there? Is there any scenario where the wide receiver over the quarterback wins rookie of the year. I love George Pickens. I love him so much. All I wanted was the Patriots to draft him, and Me they too. didn't. 
Uh, however, I don't believe there is a scenario in which George Pickens can win, specifically because Kenny He's Pickett's blocked. the one throwing the football. He's blocked. So yeah. if if George Pickens is having success, Kenny Pickett is also having success by default, and they did always go to the quarterback over the receiver. Like 99 times out of 100, it will go to the quarterback over the receiver in that situation. So I just I don't I don't think so. I think your best bet, if you wanted to bet someone that isn't one of the heavy, like at least the top three, um, that that is more than ten to one. I think your best bet is actually Garrett Wilson at eighteen to one, hoping that Joe Flacco takes the quarterback job because you saw the beginning of the season Joe Flacco at quarterback for the Jets threw the ball like forty or fifty times a game. So there's a ton of uh, at least a ton of targets that would open up in that case. But it's again, it's a risky play. Are they going to move from Zach Wilson? Are they not? Are they just going to ride him out and see what happens? So it, it would be a risky play. But to me. Outside of the top two guys in Kenneth Walker, Damian Pierce, Garrett Wilson seems like the only realistic option for me at this point. I don't see myself jumping into the market. I just want to run that by you. Yeah. And I thought the same thing you thought. That's why I brought it up. He's probably blocked by his quarterback. Yep. If if if, if they announce tomorrow Trubisky's starting the rest of the year, then it's a different story because Trubisky can't win the award. But to get Pickens to a point where he might win it, and I'm with you, I think the Patriots will look back and say, why do we? Why do we have Cole Strange and not George Pickens yep. here at some point? Um, he, but he's just he can't. If he raises up Pickens, he also throws touchdown passes himself. That's 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 the issue. Exactly. So uh, I, I again, there's there's probably some other ways to look at the trade market. Um, I, those are the two that stood out to me. That, that the futures for some of these teams, um, the AFC East got better. I mean, if you're a Patriots fan and we're holding out hope that you could make some sort of playoff run, maybe the Dolphins and Bills would falter. It'll be injury only because they both, I thought, both added some nice pieces yesterday, Sean. Yeah, I agree. I think the Dolphins are a really good football team right now. Uh, they're one, they're the one offense outside of the Bills and Chiefs in football where if they're trailing by you know ten or fourteen points, I I still it was think fourteen nothing on Sunday. Yeah, it didn't I, matter. They're, they're still going to be in the game because Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are that effing good and. Tua has been good. He doesn't need to be amazing. He doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. He needs to find out where Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are on the field, see if they're open, point, and shoot. And that's it. That's, that is the extent of his job. And then occasionally toss it to Mike Isicki or hand it to Raheem Mostert. He just has to not turn the football over and continue to pummel. I mean, Tyree Kill has how many 10 catches for over 150-yard games already? Uh, he has like four or five of them already on the Miami Dolphins. It's the most in the franchise's history. And he's been there for nine weeks. So I, this, that Dolphins team, to me, feels like uh, it could, come playoff time, make a run. All right, Prince of Pucks. Uh, I was monitoring the Bruins fall behind, then coming back to win. A miraculous comeback victory awesome last win. night. Kind of signals that they might. Well, hold on. Team of Destiny are peaking too soon, Sean. That's the question. Well, yeah, so right. My, <laughs> that's why my my advice is enjoy the Bruins right now. Continue to bet on them while the hand they're is They're peaking hot. too soon. I don't know if they're peaking too soon because they don't even have Charlie McAvoy back yet. Hampus Lindholm, by the way, is freaking awesome. What a What a, run. a great. He had 30 minutes of ice time last night. And he, had, he was involved in all four of the goals that brought you back and won the game. Uh, it, it, so, I mean, he has been great uh, through the first, uh, what is it, 10 games or so. Um, so I'm really happy about that. And then when McAvoy comes back, this team's just going to get better. But? So, no, 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 I'm just saying. Oh. So enjoy it for now and ride the hot hand. I would continue betting the Bruins. But we'll see how this season progresses from here. 
Uh, how do we end up, Prince of Bucks, last night? Uh, so we hit on Bruins' money line. Great pick by us. Didn't hit on uh, Bruins minus one and a half at plus 225. I said I was going to sprinkle on that. That counts as a loss. So uh, we hit on the money line. We missed on minus one and a half. That's fine. Uh, Linus had a bad night. He's He's been so good so far this season. Having a bad night is kind of an aberration at this point. So I, I give him the pass. It's not a big deal. Uh, oh, what do you have tonight? There's some hockey games tonight, correct? Yeah, there's two games on tonight. I have a bet in each game. The first game is uh, at 7, Flyers at the Maple Leafs. I don't understand this line. The Toronto Maple Leafs are minus 305 on the money line, um, and they have lost four straight games. They are only they are 4-4-2. Four, four, and two. They've lost four straight. And the Philadelphia Flyers are 5-2-2. Two, and two. I understand that the Flyers are coming off uh, a game they just played last night, an overtime game, which they lost one nothing to the New York Rangers. And so the, the Maple Leafs will draw the backup goalie Felix Sandstrom from the Flyers. Sandstrom hasn't been awful. Uh, this line is just too heavy for a team that's lost four in a row. Um, to me, one of the things I notice most when betting hockey is the momentum matters. Uh, your form matters. And to me, losing four straight, that's bad form. That's bad momentum. Give me the Flyers. You're, I'm going to take them on the puck line. So I get them at plus one and a half. At plus 115, I'm getting a half, wow. a, a goal and a half, and I'm still getting them at plus money. I, wow. I just, I, I don't think there's better that value. Rare. That's rare. Yeah. That's a rare bird in the Especially NHL. for a 5 2 and 2 team. The Flyers aren't bad. I understand the backup goalie's in. It's the second day of a back to back. I don't think it matters. Give me the Flyers plus one and a half. Um, and then the second game is Pittsburgh at the Sabres. Pittsburgh, as we just know, they're coming off uh, playing last night against the Bruins, a long, long game as well. I'm not going to bet the game. However, I am going to bet a prop in this game. Tage Thompson for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. I want over three and a half shots on goal at minus 125, and I'll tell you why. In Tage Thompson's last three games, he has had nine shots on goal in a six-point game against Detroit, eight shots on goal in a three-point game against Chicago, eight shots on goal in a zero-point game against Montreal. Uh, Tage Thompson is pummeling the net right now. He is quite possibly, he's probably their best player, uh, or has been at least right now. You're getting the backup goalie for Pittsburgh, so that means Buffalo's just going to want to get pucks at the net. Give me Tage Thompson over three and a half shots on goal tonight. Wow, so a shots on goal and a little Flyers action tonight. Yes, sir. That's a nice little duo. Uh, Celtics are finally back in action tonight. They played Cleveland over the weekend, went to overtime. Uh, bad defensive effort there on Friday. They're back at it against Cleveland again today. Uh, I have two bets, one that I was going to make uh, either way and one that I'm just going to follow the money on because uh, Nick Fryer has talked about this, that the the NBA money is pretty sharp. And when I see 45% of the bets but 86% of the money on the under tonight, Celtics Cavaliers, I want the under. These two teams just played to an over in overtime on Friday, uh, 20, well, 222, 222 and a half, 221 and a half, somewhere around there. I really want the under, but I'm following the money there. The bet I'm going to make for sure either way is against Al Horford. Uh, he is His prop number is one-and-a-half three-pointers in this game. I want the under one-and-a-half threes for Al Horford. He needed overtime and a million minutes to get two three-pointers against Cleveland two games back. Uh, I don't think they'll go to overtime again. The odds are against that. I don't like him to hit a second three-pointer. I'm going to go under. It's juiced up to minus 120 when I look this morning, but I'm willing to play that. So under Al Horford, one-and-a-half threes. Under on the game itself, Shime. Celtics and Cavs. Wednesday night basketball. We also have game four, game four yep. of the World Series Correct. with the rain out. Last night, if you missed it, Philadelphia went nuts. They hit one, two, three, four, five home runs. They chased Lance McCullers off the mound. Crazy night in Philadelphia, and this is what happens. People see a million home runs, and they think the game's going to be high scoring again. This pitching matchup between Christian Javier and Aaron Nola is a really, really good one. To that end, I want the under 
First five innings, three and a half runs at minus 105. And I'm going to take Royce Hoskins, who's got a really good weighted runs created number uh, and a really low total bases number tonight. They gave it at one. It's a half a total base. I've noticed here in the playoffs they have lowered a lot of these total base props. I'm not entirely sure why, but you can get over half a total base for Royce Hoskins, who so a base hit in the Cashins uh, at minus 120. Uh, I like that. I like Hoskins over half a total base. I like under three and a half runs tonight for the World Series in the first five innings. If you're getting frisky, you're Don Alvarez for a home run tonight. He's got awesome numbers against guys like Christian Javier. So that would be a sprinkle uh, on the home run bet, but I like the under three and a half runs first five, and I like Hoskins over half a total base. Uh, I feel like I'm the only one in the area paying attention to the World Series. It seems like it's not even happening here in the, the city of Boston, Shine, but uh, I am into Dombrowski. I'm into Kyle Schwarber, who hit another home run last night. Uh, and I have a, a series bet on the Astros that feels like it's sort of teetering right now. So I am invested in this thing. I'll be watching tonight while I'm on the air with Andy Hart. Uh, and there's a couple of baseball bets for people as well. So we got hockey bets, NBA bets, MLB bets, anything else to people, Chris Shine, before I get back to handicapping a, a, a million races for a Breeders' Cup on Saturday. No, get back to your ponies, Mutt. This is, uh, we are cooking with gas here. Well done by us. Uh, okay, so since you did not bring it up, oh, I will circle back. Of course. Um. What have you have you thought out what the the line will be between Wiggy and, and Fourier for this catching oh. jugs machine uh, balls? So, I, did you make one for your show yet? They, no, they asked th- me to make one, but I, I wanted to run this by you first because I I came up with a preliminary odds, but I'm trying to make it so it's even, right? So, I, I, long story short, is these guys going to catch balls off a jugs machine, which yep. is pretty sad for them, but that's a different story. Um, I think the odds have to equal up to 100. percent and so I've been toying with what to make each guy, and I was curious what you would make each guy if if you if you stuck to an actual, hey, you have to make it so the odds would be like something you actually see on a sports book. Or if you haven't thought about it yet, I'll give you until tomorrow. So yeah, but I'd I like would, your input before I have to go on their show Friday and talk about. This. I would love the uh, love the time to think about it. Good. I okay. um, I Curtis brought up today that you were gonna you were gonna place uh, put some odds on this. He mentioned that on our show today. Um, so I, uh, I would love some time to think about it. Give me the night. Uh, I would say my inclination at the beginning, I want to favor Jermaine Wiggins. Um, but outside of that, I don't know exactly what the odds would be. I think they'd still be relatively close, but I'll, I'll do some math tonight and I can, I can get back to you tomorrow. I am, I'll be honest, I'm leaning that way too. Mm-hmm. And I'm factoring in two things. I think Wiggy is a better athlete than Forty is. I said that last night. I hope that's not an offense to Forty, no. but I think just naturally athletic Wiggy's more athletic. Like I've seen, well, like, as Wiggy I've, pointed out too, like this—he's a guy who literally led his team in receptions before. Like Fourier never did that in twenty years. Like Wiggy has literally led a team in receptions. Uh, he was second on a team a time before that. Uh, you know, I, I think I, I, th- I just think Wiggy was a better receiving tight end. So if you're talking about jugs machines and catching a football. I want your, I want the guy who catches footballs well, over the guy who blocked and had a longer career. Like if you told me we were going to do something athletic, basketball, flag football, pick, but there's some athletics involved in it. I would pick Wiggy because he just he's he's more of a natural athlete, quite frankly. Whether he's a hockey star, bas- I watched him destroy. I mean, Rob Bradford is a decent basketball shooter for his age. Yep. Like Wiggy pantsed him. It was eleven to nothing. It was embarrassing, and Wiggy's in better shape now than he was then so he's a better athlete I think he has better hand-eye coordination which is definitely tied into the jug machine and then sorry Fourier like once a month he shows up with a bad back so <laughs> his back is, is disc slips 
on the morning of the thing. He's not be able to do it. Bingo. He bagged out of a costume contest for Halloween because his back hurt. So I, I'm leaning Wiggy. I'm with you. But I also think that Fourier is going to take it more seriously. Like, this is where Wiggy's natural mm-hmm. abilities hurt him. And Wiggy knows he's a better athlete and will tell you he's a better athlete. Wiggy might just show up that day having done no work. Fourier is going to go to a jug machine with his kid like every day and like practice and work on it. So right now I'm leaning towards Wiggy as a slight favorite, but I- I'm curious on what you I- – I'm going to take your line into consideration. Like sometimes these sports books, they wait for other guys to put their lines up yep. and sort of tailor it off that. I respect your line so much and your, your bookmaking, Shime. I appreciate that. That I want to get your take on this before I have to go on the air Friday and make this pick. So we, we'll, we'll, I'll get your full breakdown tomorrow on the podcast. Is that fair? Love it. That sounds great. All right, speaking of tomorrow, uh, not one but two podcasts tomorrow. Shime and I will do our normal thing. We'll also have a Breeders' Cup preview podcast. Myself and Dick Girardi going over all nine uh, Saturday Breeders' Cup races. I will be at Mohegan Sun. I can tell you, if you go into the BetQL app right now, the chat is already open. For Breeders' Cup Saturday. I'm already posting some thoughts and ideas in there. If you want to chat uh, during the day, I'm making picks or selections or ideas for all nine races on Saturday. Download the BetQL app. It is free. Click on the chat function. Uh, Chris Scheim got rave reviews for his chat uh, a couple nights ago. Thank we did you. was it a week ago yep. on Monday. We'll be back as a team there very soon. I'll be there Saturday for Breeders' Cup. And again, best way to get uh, live updates during the day, BetQL app. Click the chat function. It again, free. Free, free. I saw someone complain. This is unbelievable. Somebody tweeted me and complained. You didn't tell me you had to sign up for it. It's a flipping app, dude. It's 2022. There's a sign-up process to sign up to chat and put a username in and put your email. Like, if you if you can't clear that bar, then you are one of those. Um, I, I have a friend, in uh, Alan Greenwood, who used to be the sports editor in, in New Hampshire, the National Telegraph, called it Shime Cave People, as in citizen uh, citizens against... Virtually everything, C-A-V-E. <laughs> if you can't sign up for an app because you're that lazy, you don't put your email in, that's on you, Shime, not on me. 100% What are we talking about? It's free. It's unbelievable. It's flipping free. Unbelievable. It's really not that hard. <sighs> and we gave you a heads up ahead of time. We said all you had to do, sign up for the BetQL app, and you could join in the chat. We you didn't tell me there that. was a sign-up process. Oh, uh, yeah. All those apps, like when, oh, it's like Twitter when you log on to Twitter. Shime, you don't have to sign up for it. You start tweeting away your little heart. On Instagram, you're posting pictures from no account, like anonymously. The hell. All right. I got to get back to work. Subscribe, rate, and review on the uh, Apple Podcast function there on Spotify or on the Odyssey app. Tomorrow, we'll have more Bruins action from Chris Shime. Thursday night football, uh, Texans and the Eagles. Eagles, a monster favorite. Breeders' Cup's thoughts and uh, Wiggy versus Fortier. Morning line from uh, our guy, Chris Shime. Uh, Enjoy your Wednesday, buddy. Always the best. We'll talk tomorrow morning bright and early. Thank you. Sounds good. Can't wait.